the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. And I am so excited. It is back. It is being opening day in the 2019 Kansas City Royals season about to get started. Thanks for having us on. It's Dave o. Glad you're along for another season preview edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation. Joined as always by the Clubhouse Conversation insider, Jake Lutz, freshly back from spring training and surprise. How's it going, man? I'm doing great. I'm fired up for some baseball, Davo. Yeah, well, I am too. And you've been down there for a couple of weeks and surprise. Yep. And you saw a lot of good things, uh, even a few great things, a few indifferent things. We'll talk all about that <laughs> over the next, what will this be, Jake? An hour, 75 minutes probably? Yeah, somewhere in there. We'll, we'll see depends. what happens. This is what our fifth <laughs> annual. Sometimes we do like an hour, sometimes it's 90 minutes. Who knows how the hell long we'll talk. That's the beauty of this whole thing. So thanks for having us on here, Clubhouse conversation. Hope you were able to hear our chat with Ryan O'Hearn that we had earlier this morning as they got back last night, the Royals from Omaha. Hey, Jake, did you listen to that Ryan O'Hearn chat, by the way? You support your brother here? Yeah, I listened to it earlier. It's not, it was great. I okay. mean, I'm so excited that, you know, last year when you talked to him, hadn't had the taste in the major leagues uh-huh. yet. Now, you know, he's had a fantastic year those last two months mm-hmm. last year. So it sounded like, you know, a confident guy ready for the start of the season. And that's some good stories there, too. Absolutely. More current Royals interviews all season. We'll also have former ones scattered. Even a, a legendary umpire series, Jake. I'm going to talk to some of the oh, famous yeah. umpires from the past coming up, too. So lots at clubhouseconversation.com. Bookmark us. Follow us on Twitter, at Royals Clubhouse, on the Facebook as well, Clubhouse Conversation. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Don't ask me how, because I have no freaking idea. That's why I pay the <laughs> web guy the big bucks. All right, Jake, let's talk some Royals baseball. So we're going to talk... As always, if this is your first time listening to our season preview, we're going to go through the entire AL Central. Jake and I have not compared notes. That's not, you know, we're not lying about that. We really have not compared notes about what we think about the Division 1 through 5, but we'll go through it, kind of preview each team, and of course spend a lot of time on the Royals. And then towards the end, Jake, I've got, uh, well, you and I will both do our um, Royals preseason predictions for awards, different categories for this Royals team. And then I've got a lot of questions I want to ask you at the end as well. It's going to be fun. Perfect. You getting ready? You ready to start here? Yep, I'm ready. Let's All do right. it. All right, so let's start, I guess, before we get into the 1 through 5 AL Central, give me a, a few quick hits of some of your biggest takeaways from spring training, being down there in Surprise and across the Cactus League. What are some of your biggest takeaways from the Royals? Um, You know, I was impressed with their at-bats this spring. I mean, I don't, you don't like to look too much into spring training, but they were seeing a lot of pitches, which is something we're not used to with our past teams. And I felt like there was really a focus by all of the whole lineup to see more pitches. Um, and, and they were doing a good job of that. I, I feel like there's a lot more confidence from some of these guys like Hunter Dozier and Ryan O'Hearn who are up. And um, that was good to see. They're hitting for a lot of power again. You don't want to look too much into that in spring training. But if you saw any of Hunter Dozier's home runs down there, those were not cheapies. He was crushing the ball. They so, weren't Arizona. They, weren't, they were real home runs. They were real home runs and off of real pitchers most of the time. I mean, he bombed one off of Bumgarner the other night. I mean, so... It was it was good to see. I, I think there's, I think these guys kind of are carrying a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because mm-hmm. I think no one really is believing that they can do anything this year, and I feel like they just are carrying themselves with a little bit of confidence and kind of want to show everyone what they've got this year. I kind of feel like this is going to be kind of like the 2013 Royals. Now, hear me out on this. I know that the 2013 Royals, you know, you had Moose up here, you had Haj, you had pretty much the entire what became the core up here at that point. And yes, we're still not with, you know, Prado and Lee's not up here and Matias and Melendez. Some of those guys, a lot of those guys aren't here. But you do have enough pieces, Jake, that 
will be a part most likely of the next run, no matter when that be, you know, Mondesi and, and Merrifield. And, you know, you can go on and on through this team, Keller, a number of pitchers on this club that we'll see throughout the year. Um, and we will see some of the guys, you know, towards the end of the yep. year. A few of these guys may come up. It wouldn't shock me if we even see – I mean, it would surprise me, I guess, but it wouldn't shock – does that make sense? It wouldn't shock, surprise – whatever the hell I'm trying to say here. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me or surprise me if we maybe, even if the Royals are in the see one of their college pitchers from last year's second half. Now, that's doubtful because you have to have a 40-man spot. I'm not really predicting it, but it wouldn't shock me. But point being, I think we're going to see some more of the guys from the future in addition to some of these guys that are currently here. So do you see possibly – a little parallel to the 2013 team as far as, you know, we're not predicting most likely the Royals to make the playoffs, but they could compete and make it interesting. Yeah, I think so. I think you're seeing it where there are some of these pieces are going to be part of, I think, that next team that goes on a playoff run. But also there's some stop gaps there, too, and guys that we've picked up, you know, to get us along the way. But I definitely do see that where guys have kind of got their feet wet, you know, like Mondesi and Merrifield, and now they're kind of, this is going to be their really second or third full year where they're going to, you know, try to get into their groove. And I think... I think it's going to be interesting to see what these guys can do. And I think, yeah, the 2013 comp is is definitely comparable. And especially because of how weak the AL Central is going to be. We're going yep. to talk about that here in a couple minutes. Now, I'm not saying, you know, if, if the Royals are in the AL East, that's a no-brainer. They're probably going to, you know, miss the playoffs by 20 games. If they're in the AL, you know, there's some divisions, NL Central, that are real, NL East, that are real strong divisions throughout baseball and and some of that is because i think the al central is that bad of a division that i think if the royals are near 500 they will be on this thing for the majority if not all of the season and i think that's very possible getting all those games against the tigers against the white Sox. Uh, i mean for example we're going to talk about cleveland in a second did you know jake last year cleveland was actually two games under 500 when not playing the al central so that was a below 500 <laughs> team when they weren't playing the al central that's what i'm saying if the royals can you know be five or ten games under 500 against the rest of the you know let's say 10 games under 500 against the rest of baseball if they take care of business in a division with those you know the unbalanced mm-hmm. schedule they could be there so again i'm not saying this is a great baseball team by any means but i do think they're going to be exciting they're going to be fun and that they could compete because of the division some else you mentioned i wanted to talk you know hit on there is that you said i liked hearing it was the, was the quality of the ab's in spring yeah. training the patience seeing more pitches and jake i think that's going to play well with the athleticism the royals have and the guys that could get out there and run a little bit talk about that yeah well i mean this team is full of speed that's one thing you'll notice you know not just not only guys who are making this squad but all the minor league guys and everything there's so much speed in this system right now that's what they're building this on just like they did speed and defense like they did back you know with the first wave of our of our team so i think um it's they they've got the type of speed that can change the game with the way their lineups going to be built with Merrifield, Mondesi and Hamilton all in the same lineup and um it's, you know getting on base obviously that's going to be important so seeing more pitches more walks these guys getting on base, they can do their thing. It's going to open up it, it up for some of the guys in the middle of the order, too, if their pitchers are always worrying about Montessi swiping a bag. So, you know, the the speed is going to play in our ballpark as it, as it has in the past. And the hitters are going to get a lot more fastballs yep. hitting behind them as well. Jake, odds that you and I both love playing DraftKings Fantasy Baseball. Odds we, you and I both employ many times this summer a wraparound stack of Hamilton, Merrifield, and Mondesi in our DraftKings lineups against oh, all those weak pitchers. Absolutely, and it'll always be low owned too. Yep, it will be. All right, all right. Well, let's get in. We'll come white. Trust me, we're going to come back and talk a ton about the Royals. But let's go through the AL Central, Jake, one through five, and kind of do our AL Central preview. Again, you and I have not compared notes. I have no idea where Jake has the teams ranked, um, but I'm going to assume we both have Cleveland number one. 
Yes, by a very slight margin this Me year. Me too. I have them at, well, last year they were 91 and 71. This year I have them at 86 and 76. That's exactly what I have written down. Shut up, really? <laughs> yep. Okay. I think we did that once last year, too. People are probably like, you guys are full of it. We really didn't compare. Uh, Jake, <laughs> Cleveland, are, are these guys trying to tank? Like, what the hell are they doing? I mean, their outfield <laughs> is Greg Allen, Leonis Martin, Tyler Naquin, most likely, going in. I mean, you've got the best rotation in the league, but I see they're thinking about moving Kluber. I mean, is this the movie Major League? Did the woman get the team and she's trying to move them down to Florida? Or what's going on? Like, I mean, the rotation's loaded, you know, they, but they've got some injuries, Jake. Jose Ramirez might be ready for opening day, but Francisco Lindor with the calf and Jason Kipnis, both going to be out a few weeks. Kipnis may never come back. That guy hasn't been healthy forever. <laughs> they did add Carlos Santana back, who somehow is only 32 years old. Doesn't that guy seem like he's 40 by he now? He really does. Uh, but yeah, I mentioned the stat about last year outside of the division. They really did nothing to address the bullpen. They've got Brad Hand, Studley at the back. <laughs> um, but losing Andrew Miller hurts and the righty, the last Cody Allen, I believe, too. So yep. you got Kluber, Bauer, Carrasco, Clevenger, and Bieber, the best rotation in the AL, most likely. Yep. Um, and then Salazar, a pitcher I've always liked. They put him in relief last year. The Royals lit him up a couple of times in relief, which was fun. He He's out till June, um, could come back, you know, I guess in the rotation help or go back in the pen. But, I mean, outside of the rotation, Jake, you know, why, what are they doing? Like, they didn't really address the bullpen. They didn't address – we're going to talk about another team in the Central here in a minute who did make a lot of moves. They didn't even do anything. What were they doing? It doesn't make sense to me because their window is getting very close this is it, to closing. That This is their time. They, they've they got to do it now, and it doesn't make sense that they you know don't have – I mean, this is the worst lineup before they've put out in probably five-plus years mm-hmm. at least. The bullpen is not good like it was. They had such a dominant bullpen for so long. That's not there anymore. I would take our bullpen over theirs. I, I think I would, too. I mean, the rotation's fantastic, and that's what's going to carry them all year, and I think what will carry them to a division title. But if one or two of those guys goes down right. this year, I don't think their depth in the rotation is that great. And, you know, that's when it could get really interesting in this division. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, if they have one of those two guys go down or one of them's ineffective, I mean, all bets are off. That's why, you know, people have been – and I'll admit, I've been getting mocked a little bit. I, I've been posting for about a month and a half that I think the Royals can come close to 500 this year. I'm not – we'll see if I predict it here in a second. But that's why I'm saying that the Royals could compete in this division, not because the Royals are that great this year. I'm not saying that. Uh, you know, we'll talk about some of their weaknesses and their strengths in a bit. But I, mean, I just think the top of the division is just not that strong. So you're with me on Cleveland, probably eking out the division, Jake. But, you know – they're they're a Lindor going down for the year or Ramirez yep. going down from the year and or two of those starters away from probably missing the postseason. I mean, with, with the next team we're going to likely talk about, right? Yeah, I agree. And you're also their offense. I mean, they're counting on Ramirez and Lindor to carry them. And we've been saying, we, you know, Jose Ramirez. I'm not gonna I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt He's now. Done, I didn't man. think he was going to do it again last year, but the guy's turned into a superstar. So I fully expect him to have another great year and Lindor as well. But. You never know with the injury bug, if they have more bad luck with that or if someone in the rotation goes down, that's when a team like, you know, really anyone in this division, the Twins or even the Royals, any it could it could open up this division a lot if they have injury problems. It could be a very competitive division, I really believe that. So that's Cleveland. Second place, I'm guessing you have the Twins? I do, yes. Okay, last year I had the – or last year they finished 78 and 84. This year I have them at 84 and 78. You? I've got them at 85 and 77, just missing okay. by one game. All right. So you, you got <laughs> Cleveland winning the division by one game. Yep. Wow. Okay. So we basically are on the same page with that. So it'll be interesting to see Rocco Baldelli as the skipper, <laughs> a guy who whose career was cut short, unfortunately, because of uh, 
uh, uh, an immune system disorder, right? I yeah, believe I believe so. Yeah, sad story there, but he's hanging in there. He'll be the skipper. I've always kind of liked Rocco. So you look at the Twins, Jake. Um, they're kind of like the the Indians in regards to the bullpen being a pretty big question mark for them, I think. Yep. Um, the rotation, not nearly as good, obviously, as Cleveland, whose is, but um, Jose Barrios could take that next step and become a frontline I don't. I don't know if I want to say dark horse Cy Young candidate. That might be a little bit too strong. But a frontline All Star type starter for the Twins, Jose Barrios. I believe that could happen. Um, I believe Michael Pineda coming back at some point. That could be a nice addition to the rotation. Um, when is he coming back? By the way, I think he's supposed to be. He's not going to start the season. I, with him, but I think it was May, is what I yeah. saw earlier when I looked. I've always been a fan of his. Who knows if he'll stay healthy. Um, outside of that, though, you got your Sam Gibson and some of these other cats that don't really do anything. The, the, in general, the Twins pitching outside of Berrios is is highly questionable um, as well, in my opinion. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, the rotation, it, it, it's it's kind of questionable. But, you know, Pineda, if he is healthy, he can be. We've seen what he can do. He can be a very good starter. Gibson at least gives you innings. Um, you know, Jake Odorizzi is kind of a question mark as well. You never know what exactly you're going to get, but he has some good outings. So, not sold on the rotation. It's it's fine, and the bullpen again. It's it's kind of a big question mark. I don't know if there's anyone back there you're really scared of or can rely on. Now, offensively, one good thing is that Brian Dozier's out of the division. Royal killer, <laughs> Brian Dozier. Yikes. Um, offensively, Jake, th- they did what Cleveland should have done. Cleveland yeah. would have wrapped up the damn division. Like <laughs> we wouldn't even be discussing the Royals competing in this division if Cleveland would have done this with with their pitching. I'm saying, yep. offensively, you go out now. One of my favorite players, Nelson Cruz. Um, Jonathan Scope, who I think will bounce back. He's a very underrated second baseman, formerly of Baltimore, of course. Marwin Gonzalez, very good player. Yep. You're telling me Cleveland couldn't have used him or Nelson Cruz on that team? Uh, you know, Max Kepler gets re-inked. Uh, I think this team, again, I would hope they look like they're the type of team that is going to go in and try to make additions, as we've already seen. So I could see this team... This is why the top of the division to me is a question mark. I could see them going out in July, making a push with some pitching, and and you know they might become the favorites if they're in it at that point, right? Yeah, I think absolutely. If they're if they're in it around the trade deadline, I think they will go make moves because with this offense, this offense can, is going to have the ability, I think, to carry them even if the pitching does struggle. But uh, I was not happy to see Nelson Cruz coming into our division. Me either, man. <laughs> Another guy that I love to play on DraftKings. Yeah. Nelson Cruz won me a tournament one time. We love our DraftKings, if you can't tell, <laughs> here on Clubhouse Conversation. Um, so that's anything else about the Twins? Uh, just I, I think Buxton is another key to their yeah. lineup. If he has a big year, that's going to be a scary lineup from top to bottom. That's probably the best lineup in the AL Central. I agree. Yeah, that, 100%. That's, that's a freaking good lineup right there. Third place. I don't know if you have them there. I have the Royals in third place. Am I being too optimistic? <laughs> no, that's where I've got them as well. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. Okay. Last year... <laughs> Okay, this sounds ridiculous. Last year they won 58 games. Jake, am I nuts? Am I losing it? <laughs> I have a 20-game improvement. I have the Royals at 78 and 84 this year. I like it. What I do you like have them at? 75 and 87 is what I've got, so pretty close. Okay, so all right, so split the difference. We have them at 76 and a half as our, <laughs> which I actually think was the actual over-under once Salvi went down. Um, you know, I think it was yeah. 78 and a half before that, so... Um, the Royals, Jake. Should we go over the entire roster now, or do you want to do the last two teams and come back to the Royals? Your, your call. Uh, let's go to the other teams, actually. Okay, we'll let's come back to the Royals with the entire roster. Um, that makes more sense, I guess, here in a minute. Now, fourth and fifth place, I've got the White Sox in fourth. You? Yep, same here. 76 and 86? I've got them at 72 and 90. Okay, so I've got them a couple games behind the Royals. You have them, what, four games behind yep. um, the Royals. So rotation, I think, very similar to Minnesota. 
And that they have a young stud anchoring it and Carlos Rodon. Yep. A guy who I like very, very much. I, I think I probably like him more than Berrios. Um, maybe I don't. Maybe I, maybe I like Berrios more. <laughs> I like them both a lot. I wish the Royals had both of them. I really like the upside of Lucas Giolito as well, the key cog that got back in the Adam Eaton trade mm-hmm. um, from the Nationals. But after that, I mean, not a lot really sticks out um, on this team. I do think their bullpen should be pretty good, the back end especially with Alex Colomay and Kelvin Herrera. Yep. out there. So I do think the White Sox, I, I think pitching-wise, they'll be okay. Um, but the lineup to me, I mean, you got Jose Abreu getting older. I think he's 32. He's in a contract year and a walk year. Um, good hitter. Not great hitter. Yep. Uh, I think when he first came in the league, I think you and I both thought he was going to be a stud stud. He's a good hitter. All-star hitter, I guess. But I still, both guys were kind of disappointing last year. I still like Tim Anderson and Yohan and Moncada quite a bit. I think they both have some upside. Moncada, former number one prospect in baseball. We haven't quite seen the explosion at the major league level. Of course, Elo Jimenez is the guy that everyone is talking about. He got that $40-plus million <laughs> extension without ever playing in the big leagues, which is a pretty good gig right there. Um, so what are your thoughts on this on this White Sox team, Jake? I think it's going to be they're, – they're a big question mark in this division, honestly. They were the hardest one for me to really get a, a beat on what exactly because it wouldn't surprise me if they got up to 500. It wouldn't surprise me if they lost 100 games with this roster, uh-huh. the way it's built up. I do think the bullpen is improved. You know, bringing in a guy like, you know, Leander Alonso into the lineup, I think, will help the middle of their order as well. Um, I'm interested to see how Jimenez does against major league pitching after getting the big contract already. Um, I, I was really surprised they gave him that that quickly, but because I've heard there's some questions about his defense, but he's supposed to be able to kill the ball. So we'll see what he can do in the lineup. I, I think their lineup could be good, but I don't know how much Bray you know, has left in the tank still. I how feel much? like he's. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I just feel like he's. If, I guess he still puts up decent numbers, but I feel like he's slightly declining each year. But Mankata, I'm still ex- still anxiously waiting to see if he can be a star or not. How much of a difference would it have made for you had Manny Machado signed with this team? I mean, if, if I've got him at you, I'm at 72, I'm at 76. What would that have added? Three wins, four wins? Yeah, I probably would Maybe have had him. Maybe 500 yeah, just because it I would have had him whole. closer to 500. I think there would have been a different mindset. I mean, I'm not saying that Machado's a good locker room guy by any means. So. Right, and he's probably not <laughs> worth eight wins. We don't, I, I, you know, but, look at, but it does make but a I difference. But I think it, it, it would bring a, a confidence to this team, a, a different level of confidence. And so, yeah, I think it could have made a difference. But them missing out on him, I think they're kind of just picking up the pieces with what their plan's going to be this probably year. probably the Jimenez contract made, you know, to satisfy their fans. Although it was probably a smart move. It's a good gamble. It's, it's a nice yeah, head gamble. Well, I mean, yeah, if he turns into a, a star, I mean, it's they look like geniuses. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm I fine with them making that move. I'm, and I'm excited to see what that guy can do. We'll see him well, in a couple days. Well, when he's not playing the Royals. <laughs> but that, you know, there are some good young hitters in that lineup. I still think it's an iffy lineup because, I mean, you still got – Guys like Yelmer Sanchez hanging around, who, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't want to hate on my boy Yelmer. I miss the glasses, the white glasses. He doesn't wear them all the time anymore. You remember those white glasses you <laughs> yeah. used to have on? Those things are hot, man. All right, dead last. We both have the Tigers. They were 64 and 98 last year. Jake, I've got them at 64 and 98 again this year. Your thoughts? I've got them at 62 and 100. Mm. I just, I just don't see it with this team. <laughs> okay, well they've got a good skipper. We love, we both love, love Guardy, I think. Yeah, um, I do, and and I think he'll get them trending here in the right direction in this rebuild. But they've got a long ways to go. Well, how how bad did that hurt losing Michael Fulmer out with well, Tommy that, John? And yeah, that that was a killer, and that honestly probably affected. I had would have probably had a slightly different win total yeah, for them. Four or five, days. probably at yeah, least. Yeah, at least. But when I saw that he was going to be out for the season and probably out part of next year as well, that's just a killer because he's you know the ace of their staff and. A guy you can count on to go out there and give you innings every time. And, and a guy, Jake, I think they were trying to move, too. That's the other thing. Yeah. Is I think he's down to his last two years. I think they were – you know, there, there was talk about it last year. It wouldn't have shocked me if – I mean, because he could have been 
if not the one of the, depending on what Cleveland does, one of the bigger starters available at the deadline this year if he stayed healthy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's that's a good point. That that's a really sets them back then when they're not able to make a move like that. So now the rotation's kind of left with, you know, I, I kind of like Matt Boyd. I think he's getting better each year yeah, as a Yeah, Dolores lefty. isn't bad either. Yeah, but, you know, they still have Jordan Zimmerman, who they're paying a ridiculous amount of money. And yeah, that's <laughs> starting opening day. a lot yeah. of days. <laughs> and that big ballpark, you know, with that big outfield, that's just line drive, gap, gap, gap. Um, you know, Matt Moore and Tyson Ross, a couple of guys that are kind of retreads, both, you know, catch lightning in a bottle every once in a while, but yeah. not anything I'd be overly excited about. I'd rather have, you know, Lopez like we do or some, you know, for example, in those back end spots of the rotation than guys like that. Um, I do love the Josh Harrison signing. That's a guy I wish the Royals yep. would have gone after, um, and, you know, cheaper than Chris Owings too, but no, no problem. I'm not bashing Owings, but I, I wouldn't have mind, you know, in addition to Owings and or Owings, you know, Josh Harrison would have been a nice guy. The way he hits, former Pirate. Nick Castellanos, Jake, on a contract year, should have a huge year. I think he's an underrated hitter. Yep. Um, Jimer Candelario is semi-intriguing to me. The real question, the real number with Miggy Cabrera, Jake, 36. He's 36 years old, and he's 36 home runs away from 500. How will Miggy do? Will he be able to walk this year? Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the last couple of years he's hardly been able to even move. Yeah, it, it's it's been you know it's been kind of sad to see his decline um, the last couple of years, and he just can't stay on the field. And you know even when he is in the field, I don't know how much power he really even has anymore. You yeah. know, his home run numbers have declined as well. So, you know, I, I I would be shocked if he's healthy and on the field the whole year. I think they'll probably try to get him more off days as well throughout the year. Over under twenty four and a half home runs for Miggy on him. I'll I'd probably take the under. Would you? Yep. Just because okay. the injury concerns. If he's healthy, what does he hit? He's healthy. Thirty three. Yeah, I'd say if he's healthy, he hits 25-plus. Yeah, the bat speed's not quite what it was either. No. Um, and that ballpark certainly doesn't help in some parts of it. Um, not the best place to hit, especially with that weather in yeah. you know April and September and some of that. Um, okay, so let's get back to the Royals then. So that's our one through five preview in the AL Central. Um, let's go through the Royals, Jake. What do you want to start with? you want to start with the starting rotation? Yeah, we can do that. You look at it to start the year, you're going to have Brad Keller as your opening day starter. You're going to have Jake Junis in there. You're going to have Lopez in there. Um, then we know for a fact Homer Bailey is going to be coming back to the you know after what probably game is it game six or so he's going to start. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. So he'll he'll he's staying down there in extended spring training and to, for and to get some more work in, and then he'll be joining later on once we need him. So tell me about the rotation. Uh, assess it in, in your thoughts. So, I mean, I, I feel pretty good about Keller and Junis at 1-2. I still have some questions about Jorge Lopez, although I really like what I like him, and I think the potential is definitely there with his stuff. His command was not great in a couple of the outings this spring, but he's a guy, again, that I'm excited to see more of this year. You know, we saw that glimpse last year when he almost threw the perfect game of how man, good he can be. I so wish he would have <laughs> done that. Yeah, me too. Oh, but man. I, I'm excited, though, for, for him as well. Um, you know, Homer Bailey's had a couple – terrible years before this he was also pitching in a terrible ballpark yes, great american small park. i think kaufman will help him out significantly and because defense ought to be good yeah too. a good defense and pitching in kaufman i think that will help his numbers significantly um because he had given up a lot of home runs over the last couple of years and then you know danny duffy i don't know how quickly he's gonna be back i'd be shocked if he pitches this in the month of april yeah it sounds like it's probably gonna may. be may at the earliest and we've, we've heard we've we've seen this movie before yeah so i i mean who knows with him i, I think you know phil meyer though will get a chance to pitch unless the royals make a move here in the next week and decide they need to bring in another starter which i guess wouldn't shock me 
wouldn't okay. shock me. I think I think it was David Lesky on Royals Twitter pointed out it wouldn't shock me if they go out and get Dan Straley, a guy that yeah. they've been looking at for a couple of years, back to when he was with Cincinnati. I've always kind of liked Dan Straley. I, I like him too. He throws and a lot he's... of pitches. He's similar to Duffy. He he struggles getting out of the fifth and sixth inning, but he can on a certain night strike out a lot of hitters. I remember a night he struck out like seventeen Padres or something like that. Was that mm-hmm. last year? A year before? Yeah, it, it was. I remember it from fantasy baseball, of course. Yeah, I want to say it was like sixteen <laughs> or seventeen. <laughs> hey, it's a good way to know everything about the big leagues when you when you play DraftKings every day. You know way more about the Padres and Marlins oh, than yeah. you really care to admit. <laughs> <laughs> so no, uh, so assuming they don't make any moves, who's that seventh guy that we see? Because they all say you need eight starters or so to get through a season. I mean, we, we've talked about six so far. Who's our? You know, is it Trevor Oaks? Um, who am I forgetting here? Are they gonna, you know, who who is it? That that's that's the question. I'm not really sure right now. Is it now. Barlow? Are they gonna? You I know? guess it could be Barlow, yeah, or, or Oaks. But that that's the thing is we there's just not not much depth, really. Any it's depth. It's not gonna be Zimmer, I wouldn't think. <laughs> no, uh, that's why I'm thinking that they may end up making a move here in the next sometime yeah. in the next couple weeks. I I had it on uh, some good info. Um, I think I told you about this. We won't say the source, but we had on good info that James Shields was going to be signing with this team about two weeks ago, and that never happened for some reason. So, again, it wouldn't shock me if, if it does happen if it's with the Royals um, for Shields, yeah. but who knows? I mean, that's a guy at least gives you innings. They need someone who can give them innings. If they're yeah. going to sign someone, it needs to be someone. Cause... Do you think there's any chance? Because you heard Ned Yost before the year say he's starting to embrace analytics more and the whole open. Do you think there's any ch- any chance this season we see the Royals do an open or a you know I guess it, I guess it used to be called a bullpen <laughs> game, but now it's called like an opener. The you know the Rays did it last year. Do you think there's any chance, Jake, that we see the Royals do that this year? I would be shocked, but I, gosh, I would love to see it. Like, I'd love to see it where Kyle Zimmer, like, would open a game. Like two like, innings yeah, or something? that would be fantastic, yeah. Or Ian Kennedy, and, even. Yeah, or Ian. I yeah, guess I that's mean, another guy. We should have mentioned that, too. That's another guy that could easily slide that's back true. in the rotation. Yeah. Um. So it, it wouldn't shock me if he goes back in there. We Actually, let's talk about Kennedy for a second. Let's get to the bullpen now. Were you surprised? I mean, I know they had talked about it before the year, but I was actually legitimately surprised when – they actually did it and moved him to the bullpen. I applaud the Royals for it. I think it's a good move. He's, he's struggled with durability in recent years, and I think the velo will come back and the stuff will play up a little bit You know, in short bursts. You know, I guess were you surprised about it, and what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I was definitely surprised, too. I know there was the rumblings about it. I didn't think they would actually go through it because of, well, the amount of money they're paying him You know, for just to be a middle reliever, but... That's what they've done, and I do think it is. I, you know, I thought it was the proper move actually when they did it. I think it's a good chance for him to get stretched back out to, you know, put a little more velocity in. Uh, he can really just rear back and throw for those couple innings that he's in. He can. He might even become their closer, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, know he's kind of he and not super heavily, but I know he's lobbied for it a little bit. I know he's very interested. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way in being the closer. I know Ned has also said he's not sure if he's going to have a closer, how he's going to do it. It sounds, I mean, I, I still have a hard time believing he's, he's going to do a 180 and start bringing in his best pitcher in the sixth <laughs> inning with the bases loaded and one out, you know, like they do in the playoffs. I, don't, yeah. I still don't see Ned doing that, but at least he's talking about it and embracing it. Do you think Kennedy could end up being the closer? I mean, we'll talk about some other guys here in a second, but just him. I guess I can, I mean, he's, he seems like a, you know, a pretty confident guy who doesn't get too affected by what's going on on the mound. So I feel like maybe he has the right mindset to be a closer. Yeah. Comes out. But I think it'll, I think they'll probably see how he looks out of the bullpen. And if he is impressive the first couple months and if he's feeling confident, it wouldn't surprise me if they moved him to a back end role. Now, the besides Kennedy, the guys we're pretty certain are going to be your seventh, eighth, and ninth at some capacity. Jake would, would have to be Willie Peralta, probably the ninth, right? Yep. 
you're probably going to have Boxberger and, and Jake Diekman then seventh, eighth combo of some sort based on matchups. Yeah. And that's where I could see Yost kind of mixing and matching. Maybe he had I, I could kind of see him having a ninth inning guy. And then possibly, you know, then you've got those other three can be maybe come in the fifth inning with the bases loaded and two out some nights or the seventh. I mean, maybe you kind of rotate those other guys as the hot hand as your other, you know, closer, quote unquote. Maybe you kind of have two or three closers. Because really with, with this team, you don't really have that slam dunk closer. Mm-hmm. Especially with Boxberger's struggles, he he would be probably the biggest candidate of all of them, just because he's done it in the past at a high right. level. I think it was 2013, maybe that mm-hmm. he had that huge year. Um, but I don't know. I mean, what do you think about that? How do you see? I guess the sixth, seventh, eighth inning with those three guys I just mentioned. I mean, pretty, or I guess it'd be seventh, eighth, and pretty much the way you said. I think Peralta will be the closer to start with. Um, they'll see how that goes. I think again, it's going to be Boxberger and Deacon probably between the seventh and eighth, depending on matchups is what I would say. I think that would be the smart way to go with Deakman being a power lefty, that you'd probably go that route. Um, and then I think, yeah, the rest of them are going to fill in as needed. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Kyle Zimmer, which we're expecting him to make this team, right? I I wouldn't be surprised if he's impressive like he was this spring if they try to move him into a back-end role by the throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm hoping that at this point in his career, now that he, he's going to be a reliever, that he can be, you know, a closer someday for this team. Yeah, That's absolutely. what I'd like to see with his power stuff, so... I think it'll be a lot of tweaking throughout the year, but I would expect at least the first month or so you're probably going to see you know Peralta and then Diekman and Boxberger in the seventh and eighth, and uh, everyone else kind of chipping in the other spots. You mentioned Kyle Zimmer. How did he look out there? You know, in spring you saw him a couple times at least. I know. I mean, he he looked phenomenal compared to what it's been the past springs, which he's in the past springs he's only thrown a couple times, he's and then it's like been 80, 81 yeah. or something. One of those yeah, times. And, then, and then it's the end. I mean, he he was he was hitting ninety seven miles per hour on the gun the other day, consistently ninety five wow. to ninety seven on his fastball with a pretty good breaking ball. So, I think that stuff's gonna play. I mean, I'm excited to see him face major league pitchers. I'm really happy for him that the the program worked out for him this offseason. Driveline, yeah. yeah, shout out. It's it's awesome, and he couldn't have been more impressive this spring. I mean, he was dominant. How about Tim Hill, Jake? Um, this could be the last year where he's super highly effective with them getting rid of that stupid three batter minimum <laughs> that Manfred thinks is somehow going to really make a huge difference in the game. I guess the, the probably the person most upset about that's Terry Francona. That poor guy, his whole <laughs> life is like changing, you know, pitchers, and, and he's going to lose that September call up where he has like seventy five relief pitchers as well when they when they you know change the September rule. After he's just going to retire, but this will be out. Yeah, he'll, he'll just pack them up, go home, go fishing. Um, your thoughts on, on Tim Hill, a guy who. We've seen dominate lefties. I mean, they can't do anything against him. He struggled against righties, and, and sometimes, occasionally, he, he can be kind of a gas can. But a guy who's been pretty solid last year for the Royals, you know, all those appearances, got a rubber arm out there. Your thoughts and expectations for Tim Hill this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I like him. I, I expect him to be reliable again. He's a guy who we you saw a ton of last year. With like every somebody, day, yeah, almost. I mean, yeah. Well, his, every other day, I guess, almost literally. Especially with a guy who throws with that arm angle. You right. wouldn't think that his arm, but his arm When he throws up. strikes, yeah. Yeah, he throws strikes, and that, that's that's probably the most important thing about him is he's always in the strike zone, so he's always going to give you a chance well, out there. not always, but usually. But, <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, I, I, th- I think he'll probably have a similar year to last year. I don't think he's... I think he's still going to be you fifth, know, sixth inning, yeah, fourth inning guy that yeah, can, he go can go a couple an inning and two thirds, yeah, or come in on an inning where you know you're going to be heavy on left-handers. I mean, that's when I think he's at his best. But I'll be interested to see. I don't think he'll be. I don't think he should have quite as big of a role, at least like in the back end of the pen, like he did last year, because I feel like he was one of our go-to guys, and it's not necessarily needed. I agree with that. Now, 
We don't know the exact roster yet. There's a good chance Michael Enoa and Chris Ellis both make the opening day roster just because you've got so many starting pitchers that are really not so many, but at least two of them that aren't here right now. So you could probably take an extra reliever that you'll send out here in about five games. So it's possible one of those guys will make it, but just I guess we don't know who's going to make it exactly. But talk about both of those two guys and what you've seen this spring. Yeah, El- Ellis, I mean, he, he was fine. and wasn't really impressive this spring, but – you know, the fact that we're going to lose him if we, I, I think he's worth taking a shot on at this point. He's had some really good years in the minors. So I think he's, I don't think he's a guy the Royals want to lose from you know, from him being a real five pick. And as for, you know, I mean, he was really impressive this spring. I think everyone was not really expecting him to have a chance of making this roster and was thinking, yeah, he was just a guy they signed for depth would be going to AAA. He probably kind of was. Yeah. And that was the plan, but he's, I think, kind of forced their hand here with the way he's pitched. I mean, he's got a good live fastball that hits the mid nineties. Um, I, I think he's a guy, you know, who if he can throw strikes, I think he'll be he'll I think he'll be just fine out there. He's a nice multi-inning guy. Does he remind you a little bit like the way he looks of Roman Cologne? Yes. When he throws, <laughs> do you see that at all? Yeah. Like just the way I don't know. For some reason, I when I was watching him throw, that's what I thought of. Um, two other names I wanted to mention. Were you surprised? I know you know you texted me one day just saying Sam McWilliams is so bad. This guy better not make the team. I was very surprised from just hearing JJ Piccolo talk at the start of spring. He was saying that they that they project Sam McWilliams as a number three big league starter upside, and that Chris Ellis was more of a fringe number five slash bullpen guy. And that, you know whoever made it, either if either or or both of them made it, they'd both start in the pen, a la Brad Keller, and possibly move later on to the rotation. Were you surprised at all? Basically, he's a six seven righty that mm-hmm. throws upper mid to upper nineties. That they didn't try to hide him, kind of like Burt Smith last year, or do you think that the bullpen is just so much more improved that they can't hide two guys and they just, I know Ellis is just, I mean, do you think they changed their? Because I mean, I remember him JJ saying he's a legit prospect, like he's a legit, like not just a rule yeah. five, but like a legit prospect. So I was a, a little shocked they jettisoned him so quickly. Um, what were your thoughts on that? I was a little too because I, I saw those quotes from from Piccolo early in the year, and I I was expecting, you know, I was actually thinking that he had better shot than that's Ellis what I did. Thought. I thought I, I thought Ellis was a long shot, but I think that he kind of forced their hand not to hold on to him with the spring that he had. He had no command at all throughout the spring. It seemed like he was getting lit up pretty much every outing. I think he was, and I I, I just think they realized they with the guys that they did bring in, and maybe then when he they originally. Got him, didn't think, I mean, we didn't have Diekman or um, Boxberger signed yet. We actually have some legitimate bullpen arms. So I think that kind of forced him was like, all right, we're probably just going to be able to hold on to one of these real five guys. I think Ellis obviously was the better pitcher this spring, and that's the route they went. Hmm. Um, now, Connor Green, did you get to watch him at all? I did not, no. Okay, that's a guy that I've read a lot of good things about um, is Connor Green and a guy that I think we could see up – at some point this year, I know he had a great different spring. Let, let me tell you a little bit more about um, Connor Green here for a second, by the way, too. Um, so Connor Green uh, originally was drafted by the Blue Jays. He's 23 years old, also a righty, 6'3", pretty good stuff. Um, but last year, spent some time in AAA and AA. Um, was with Memphis in AAA, 29 appearances, um, all out of the pen, mid-3 ERA. Um, the strikeouts weren't really there last year, which is interesting. 88 combined, only 69. But a guy whose stuff seemed to take a tick up. But you didn't get to see him at all? No. Okay. Well, he'll be in Omaha to start the year, and I think that Connor Green's a definite guy to keep your eye on. What do we think? Where, where are we at with Barlow and Oaks? Because these were two guys, I know this very 
um, preseason prediction last year. I know I was very high on Oaks, and I remember talking to my um, my my contact with the Dodgers, who's a scout, and he was giving me the ins, ins and outs on Barlow and how good Barlow was. Also, Eric Mejia, for that matter, who has had a great spring. Uh, both came over to the Royals from the Dodgers. But where are we at with Oaks and Barlow? Which one of those guys has a better chance at having a, a successful Royals career? I, I mean, I like what I saw from Barlow last year, honestly, when he was yeah, up with the Royals. Yeah, three outings or two outings, he got hurt? Yeah, I, I, I thought his stuff looked decent. Um, with Oaks... I still have hopes that he could be in a rotation, maybe your fifth starter back into your rotation. But definitely a candidate. He, he doesn't have he doesn't have the strikeout stuff. I, I mean, he's a sinker baller guy who just relies on getting a lot of ground balls, and I think that's where his his problems have been: his command and just not you know not keeping the ball down. Um, so I I don't know. I I lean more towards Barlow. I I think Oaks. I don't know. Maybe a better candidate for the rotation, but I right now it's kind of iffy to see where they're going to fit at this point. Now, another guy we should probably mention is Jesse Hahn, who is currently on the 60. I, I, Jake, it's going to struggle for me to not say disabled list. It's not DL. It's IL. <laughs> Same here. All right? <laughs> IL. Whatever. Anyway, Jesse Hahn, a guy we could also see as well at some point this year. I think that's the majority of the pitching. Am I uh, forgetting anybody right now? Nope. And we haven't seen Jesse Hahn throw since, like, last spring. He's witness protection. <laughs> He's this year's Nate Carnes. <laughs> they, they never told us what happened to him last year, really. <laughs> they said he was going to be on the 60-day DL to start the year, I remember, after the injury, and we never heard another word. Well, same with Nate Carnes. Yeah. You see Nate Carnes, by the way, is the number two starter for Baltimore. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> yeah. Nate Carnes is now. Watch, he'll go out and win like 15 this he year. He will. Yeah. That was a guy when he was healthy, though. He was the, uh, the oh. big F there. That's a big F. But he's also 31 years old, you know, so I can completely understand moving on from him when you have to pay him, you know, a million plus dollars. Um, okay, Jake, let's get to the offense now on this Royals club as we both have nightmares tonight about how he's going to end up winning the Cy Young with Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so offensively, obviously crushing. It was, what, about three days after we did this podcast last year when Salvi Perez was carrying the luggage, and we can't even <laughs> laugh about it yet because he got hurt again this year, so it's still not funny. Um, no. But, you know, obviously the Tommy John surgery for Salvi um, – was it the second week of spring training? That was that was a big a big uh, gut punch for the Royals. Um, I do think though, Jake, I will give them credit. I think Martin Maldonado was the best thing they could have done. I mean, that was the best option they had. I mean, unless yeah. you're going to wait for the waiver wire and hope that Travis Darno or somebody else becomes available this week, but I mean, you got to get somebody in here who, who can handle a pitching staff. You, you and I both knew all along Mebris Valoria, who will start the year at Northwest Arkansas. As I thought the kid jumped from A ball Wilmington, high A Wilmington, and it was impressive, but. There's no way they're going to let a 21-year-old handle, no. you know, this pitching staff. That's going to be, you know, I just, it's just not going to happen. Um, so we knew they were going to get somebody in a veteran. So with that said, Martin Maldonado, um, you know, it was pretty impressive seeing him throw out Terrence Gore there in the backfield. I know you <laughs> witnessed that, but overall, your thoughts on Martin Maldonado, what he brings to the club in that signing? I mean, he's he's a Gold Glove caliber defensive catcher. I believe he did win it a couple of years ago. He did when you saw me. Yeah. When yeah, Salvi got didn't. robbed, but at least it's our guy now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he's a great defensive catcher. He's going to be perfect for this young pitching staff. It's exactly what they needed. I loved the signing. Um, with the bat, I mean, anything you get from him is probably going to be a bonus. He's he's not a terrible hitter, but he's not not nothing special. He's got occasional pop yeah, in there. Yeah, he he's he's get, definitely got a lot more pop than say Drew Butera or something. Yes, yeah, yeah. He he's I mean, a he better, can at least hit a little bit. He's a better hitter than Drew Butera yeah. for sure. 
Yeah, sure. he, he's a professional hitter. He's going to give you a professional He can bat. move a base runner and stuff. Yeah, I've seen absolutely. Him do it. So I, I've I watched think, the Angels many, many times on the Astros yeah, and he, seen him do good, do good things. I think he'll be just fine at the plate. Um, but but the important thing is how he's going to handle this young pitching staff. He knows he he knows how to call a game. Framing he's got a skills, gun. Man. Yeah, his framing skills he are much be, he better He might than actually Salvi's. be a better defensive catcher than Salvi, honestly. In a lot of categories, I think he is. So. so that could be a that could I mean Salvi's got the leadership intangible that can't be replaced. Salvi's bats can't be replaced by him either. But I do think I, I don't think the Royal I, I think it's almost a wash as far as defense goes. I don't think it's gonna yeah. really hurt defensively. And and Cameron Gallagher backing up is a much better defensive catcher than Drew Butera became the last couple of years. So I think the the backup is much better. Is Gallagher basically the same hitter with less experience than Maldonado, you think? I think Maybe so. Maybe not quite yeah. as good, but Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say so. I th- Gallagher has a little bit of pop when he does get a hold of a ball, but Kinda I like think Maldonado. overall, yeah, with his at-bats, I would say Maldonado's a better hitter. Um, what do you think we'll see? Maldonado, let's pretend they play seven games a week. Five Maldonado, two Gallagher? That's, yeah, exactly what I was thinking. Five and two, probably. Let's move around the horn. First base, D8. So, Jake, <laughs> there was a collective stroke and aneurysm and heart attack had by Royals fans a couple days ago. A lot of Lexapro prescriptions probably in this town, the antidepressant. <laughs> After the Royals brought in Lucas Duda, Again, what? <laughs> I mean, what are they doing, Jake? That, that's the one move to me that didn't make sense this spring. I, d- I don't know. I was shocked when I saw the news on Friday when I looked at my phone and saw that that happened. I, I didn't Weren't understand. Were you just like, what? Yeah, I, I thought it was a joke for a second because yeah, right? I didn't understand the Or you were seeing need. like a retweet from last year or something? Yeah, because that's like the one position where I feel like we have a ton of depth is first base in DH, and then we're yeah. bringing in another guy, a 33-year-old veteran, who, who we already had last year. Who can't run and can't hit lefties. Yeah, exactly, and we're bringing him in, and even though it said minor league deal, I knew as soon as I saw well, that, I was like, he's going to make this team. Because he did opt out you yeah, know, and- of another thing, so <laughs> you know, he's not signing a minor league deal to play in Omaha. Yeah, so I, I don't know if I can really explain the move other than, I guess, his veteran leadership yeah. and presence is what they wanted. Maybe I they mean, liked that last year early I in the year. Like, I'm, I don't hate the move. I just don't think it makes any sense. Like it's, To me, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, like you said, I mean, because you've already got O'Hearn and Schwindel, and then you've right. got Solari. You need to keep him healthy. You want him DHing at least two or three times a week. Well, you yeah. Know? And there's all those other guys you could pick up off the wire, and some guys down in the minor leagues that hopefully will be hitting this year that aren't too far away. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it was a puzzling move. Um, but I, I would think just maybe something about him in the locker room they like something you know with the younger guys. I, I'm because I, I don't see why else they'd bring him in to take at bats from these guys who need to be getting every day at bats at the major league level. So I'm glad you said take at bats. Take me through, Jake. You and I, this is one thing we did actually talk about off the air. I'll admit this one. We did talk about the, I do think, talk, getting back to Ned, being willing to adapt with pitching and matchups and, and situations. I do think we're finally going to see Ned, who reluctantly platoons in the past. He doesn't like platooning. I do think we're going to see a lot of platooning with first base and DH. So correct me if I'm wrong on this. Do we see basically O'Hearn and Schwindel at first base? Or let's just for argument's sake just put two and two here. I'm going to compare Soler and Duda, and I'm going to pair or compare O'Hearn and Schwindel. So do we see O'Hearn basically against all righties and Schwindel against the lefties in one platoon, and then essentially Duda DHs against all righties, and when there's a lefty, they move Soler to DH, and then maybe stick Witt out in right field? Is that how you kind of see it? I think so, yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of Witt out in right field and and 
Owens in there. Yeah, Solaire DH and Owens then playing second base. I think you're going to see a, there's going to be a, so many different combinations, which there were a lot in the second half of yeah. the year last year too. Witt was all over the diamond. Yeah, I think he'll be in right field a lot more than he is other positions. Until because, at least we see, you know, hopefully a Brett Phillips will come up or Bonifacio later on. But I think you're right. Like until then, right? Yeah, and you you wouldn't I wouldn't even be shocked if you see some combos where Owings plays third base and Dozier plays first on certain days. That's true, too. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because Dozier played a lot of first base this spring, too. You're right. I mean, there there really are a ton of possible... And that may even come down to something like, you know, the first month or two they do what I just said or something similar, and then eventually just go with the hot hand or somebody comes through. Um, So, yeah, I I think we're going to see... What do you think we'll see Schwindel twice a week? Do you you think Schwindel's here the whole year? Because it seems like either him or Gore would be the guy that probably goes down at some point when they need more pitching, when they, when they have to add the two starters. I hope so. I, I hope so. I hope they give him a real shot here in the majors. I hope that he's not just here for a couple weeks and they have decided to send him back down. Over, I just have over, a fear I it's going to be like Keila Kaihui or some of these guys that barely get a look and then they just get yeah. jettisoned out. I, I really hope he forces their hand and hits when he's in the lineup. Or Calvin Pickering, remember him? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, don't, don't. I hope he's not Although I'm bad. comparing a lefty. I, I'm fully aware Schwindel's a righty, but I'm just like, the guys I'm thinking of are all that happen to be lefties yeah. that have that same kind of career path. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens there. You talked about Chris Owings. I, I, everything I've heard, I mean, I, I did not get out the surprise this year. I saw him play a few times. I've seen him many times Chris Owings won me a lot of money one night on DraftKings. We'll talk about that <laughs> off the air. Thank you for that triple against Clayton Kershaw to break up the shutout, Chris Owings, that won me a tournament. Love you forever. And I love you, Chris Herman, for that great slide in home plate to avoid the tag of Grandall. Anyway, back on track here, Jake. Chris Owings, your thoughts on him as a player? I think we see him, is it fair to say, four times a week, You know, probably twice a week at second base, and maybe once a week on average for Mondesi or Dozier, something like that, three and a half, four times a week for him? I think so, yeah. I think you'll see him play a little bit everywhere. Second base probably the most, but he can relieve Mondesi if he needs a day at short. He can play third base. He can play a little outfield if you need him to. Yeah. They, they had him in left field some this spring. So I think you'll see him all Which over the Which could be good because Alex may need some days off. You know, yeah. He's 35 years old now, so you want him to stay healthy. Maybe maybe 130 games is, is a good number for Alex. Agreed. 140 games is, is a better number than trying to force him out there every single day. Yeah, I agree. But Owings, I mean, the fact that he can play all those positions just like Witt, it's nice to have a couple of those guys in your team, especially guys who can also, you know, are pretty good with the bat because mm-hmm. Chris Owings, at least he's shown, you know, parts of his career, he has been pretty good with the bat. He wasn't last year, but, I, you know, this spring, I believe he led the team in extra base hits. I think he had like eight or nine doubles, mm-hmm. I think four he's a good homers. He's player, Jake. I like yeah, Chris he, Owings. Yeah, he hits the ball to opposite field well. Um, You know, he's... He's not a big guy at all, but he's got some. He's got some power for a little guy. Kinda just, he's just like a better version of Willie Bloomquist. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like a utility player, but has like you know your your basic utility player like a Willie Bloomquist, but he's got a lot more pop than most do. A little more speed, maybe too. Although Bloomquist yeah. could run a little bit. He can run we had too. Yeah, the end, though. yeah. I didn't mention that, but yeah, he he is a guy who can swipe bags as well. Okay, now tell me how good our middle infield does at second short. Could that end up being possibly? Well, I don't want to say the best, but a top three middle infield in the American League. Oh, I absolutely think they can. I mean, the, those two, um, I, I expect huge things from both of them. And, I, you know, I don't want to put the expectations. Cra- Some people are putting crazy expectations on Mondesi for this year. You want me to do it, it? Yeah. 25 home runs, 60 stolen bases. Your thoughts? I would love it to see that. I don't, I don't know if he's going to hit 25 homers. I think the 60 stolen bases could absolutely happen. We saw, I mean, how many did he swipe last year? And we didn't even. I'll tell you in a little bit. We've got that stat yeah. later. 
Yeah, Gosh, but... I'll tell you right now, he had uh, 32 in just 75 games. Yeah, so, that, so the seven, 150, he would I have think, had 64. I think 60 stolen bases is more likely. And but... he had 14 home runs, Jake, in 75 games. Take and... that times two, and that's 28. Oh, I agree. And, and 25 I, and 60, Jake. And that's Hop what on I the train. See. Hop on the train. <laughs> Come on. You know you want to do it, Jake. Come on. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see a full year of Mondesi though. To see what this guy can do if he can stay healthy the full 162. If he can play the whole 162. And um, we, we know what we have there. A guy yeah. that will just hit. And he'll move runners. He'll put the ball in play. He'll steal bases. He'll do anything he can to help your ball club win a game. Absolutely. I, I have full confidence in Witt. I, I think he still has a chip on his shoulder for about, you know, not being on that World Series roster several years ago. and just As he should. About, you know, probably not about not making the All-Star team last year because he deserved to be on the All-Star Correct. team. So I, I would not be surprised if he comes out and just tears it up the first half of the year. Must in be fact, nice I for expect him. him to. Well, and the good thing is, too, he's, he, 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 you know, after he signed that contract, and props to the Royals for getting in that four-year deal, buying mm-hmm. out the arbitration and getting cost control, cost certainty on him. He said he's not one of those guys that gets comfortable after he gets paid. It's not going to change who he is. And no. you know darn well people are still saying you know he, he's a guy that plays the chip on his shoulder um, for various reasons, for several different reasons that we've detailed some of them. And I think we'll, we'll see another big year out of Whit Merrifield. Over there at third base, like you mentioned, we will see some of Owings, but a guy you mentioned earlier too about playing a lot of first. Tell me about Hunter Dozier, what your expectations are for him this year. I'm really excited about Hunter Dozier. I felt like he made a big step, you know, the last couple months of the season last year. He started to hit with a little more pop. He started to get a little more patient at the plate. And this spring, he he looks like a different guy to me, the way that he's been patient. He's been picking out his pitches, getting ahead in counts, and just destroying some baseballs. I know it's out there in Arizona again, but he he's a he's a big guy, and he has been getting all of them and hitting them off of major league pitchers too. So I'm excited about what he can possibly be. I think you know this is going to be his chance, a full year in the majors, to show the Royals if he can play every day in the bigs. And I think he's going to get at least two months. Yeah, I agree. And I I there's think, not really anybody at third base coming. Agreed. Yeah, and there I really isn't. Yeah, so it's it's all his right now. I think Calvin Gutierrez impressed me mm-hmm. a lot last year at Double A. He'll probably be up at Omaha, but I mean, there's outside of him there. I mean, there aren't too many other guys that you see as an everyday third baseman in no. this organization right now at the major league level. No, it's it's absolutely his his to lose, and I I think he's going to show the power this year. I really do. I, he's such a big guy. He looks like a guy who should be hitting yeah. bombs. I guess Chesler Cuthbert as yeah. an outside chance. I think that ship's probably sailed, but you never no, know. No, I, I don't I don't think you'd see Chesler unless Dozier got hurt or something. That's the only way I would yeah. even see a chance of seeing Chesler. Outfield-wise, pretty much locked up for the most part. Left field, Alex Gordon. Center field, Billy Hamilton. Right field, we'll just say Solaire for now. I think he'll be there more times than not, although maybe he'll only play out there 60% of his starts. Um, you know, We talked about Witt playing out there some. Will Terrence Gore ever get a start? How many starts will Terrence Gore get? Like one a month? If, assume, okay, let's assume he stays in the roster all year. Well, over under nine and a half starts in the outfield. What are you taking? Under. If he's on the roster all year. <laughs> under. Under? What do you think it'll I be just like? I don't see how you can start it. Like once a month? <laughs> yeah. Like in a Pro- double header or something? Yeah, that's the only way of an injury something. It just That was another signing that kind of perplexed me. It, it is an odd sign. But it makes I mean, more sense when you bring a guy like Duda on. Yeah, there's more guys. That you, I mean, because because before the year we didn't have that many guys you needed to pinch run for. Another reason that makes sense is that you've got Schwindel as your emergency catcher, so it's easier now to run for Maldonado or Gallagher. You know, when yeah. you know you've got not only a second catcher, you you could run for him in the fifth or sixth inning against Chris Sale, or when you're facing some stud pitcher and you're down by one or you're tied, you might say, "I'm going to go for it right now." I've got two catchers. I mean, I've got one, but I've got one more in emergency. So the Schwindel helps that become more realistic, and also. 
Um, the dude I can't really run. You know, O'Hearn, no. you know, I, 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 we talked today. I'm hoping he'll get the five stolen bases this year. I know he can run a little bit, but Gordon is not the same as he used to be. So there are some places, right, where he could play. And I guess having guys that can play everywhere like Owings and Merrifield does make it a possibility that Gore sees quite a bit of action and actually does stay on this roster, and it does make sense, Jake? Yeah, I mean, if they're going to, I, I feel like they'll probably use him to run also sometimes even earlier in games that are close. Like they may bring him in. If you got a tie game in the seventh, you may bring him in that early because he can go out there and play the outfield. That's fine. Or right, So I feel like that's, I think they're hoping that, you know, if you're playing a lot of close games throughout the year and you have that weapon on your bench to come and run, it can win you some games. So that's, oh, yeah, that's why he's can. on the roster. Especially because I think it, their bullpen is going to be pretty damn good. I yeah. Think I think it's a... Uh, the, the the I meant to make this point earlier, by the way, Jake. I think that the HDH obviously is way better than the, the back end of this bullpen. Obviously, I'm not saying that, <laughs> but I do think this bullpen is is almost deeper. Is that weird to say? Then you back then you had your Franklin Morales, and I mean, I guess you had your Matsons and stuff too. I, mean, I don't know, maybe not. But I mean, thinking back to 14, you had your Jason Frazier's and your different some of the guys that weren't necessarily world beaters. I almost feel like this bull maybe it's not deeper. I don't know, but I, I really <laughs> like this bullpen. That's the point I'm trying to make. Maybe it doesn't make sense the more I talk. But <laughs> no, you're you're fine. I get where you're because you have 14. It really was just those three. 15 that you had. You, you had, had Madsen and Hochaver yeah. and guys. And I guess you had. Throw. You also had Finnegan towards the end of 14, 14 as well, well. Yeah, the last month. Right? It helped out. But anyway, I, I do like this. Anyway, back on track. Sorry, that's the ADD <laughs> in me. Back to the outfield. Jake, tell me why I shouldn't be excited as hell about Billy Hamilton. I was talking to, he's one of my favorite <laughs> DraftKings players. I love Billy Hamilton. When he gets on base, it's a triple, and I can't freaking wait to watch him. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing is he's had problems in his career getting on base right. and Shut hitting. Shut up, Jake. And every, everyone knows this. <laughs> Everyone's been waiting for him to turn into a superstar. He's getting older now, but he's still just as fast. He's not thirty yet, so no. he's got that going. No, for he's him. no, and he's he still could you know he still could develop. But the thing is, when he does get on base, he is he's fun to watch, and he can make you know <laughs> he's going to steal second. He's probably going to steal third too. He he is that fast. Plays on it's defense, just too. yeah. Game changer. And yeah, that's the other thing people don't talk about enough about is how fast he is and how good of a center fielder he is. This is going to be a good defensive team. Yeah, I don't, really I don't think people are talking enough about how good the defense is going to be. That's going to help this pitching staff out. Yeah, really going to be good. Alex Gordon in left as well. What about Solaire over there? Well, that's right the one. Field. That's the can one defensive spot I don't want to talk about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when he's out well, there. Well, I wasn't. Gonna, I didn't mean it defensively. <laughs> but can is he going to stay healthy? That's the only question I have for I, you. And that's and that's is always the question with Jorge Soler because he was having such a good season before the injury year. last year, and I think he can do that again. He had a monster spring, um, and he seems like he's really developed as a major league hitter and is he starting to get it down. Two more years in his deal, right? I think. So I he's, believe he's, so. He's in the back of his mind knows this needs to be a big year to really start thinking about that one contract he hopes to get. Big one, you know. Yeah, no. If, if and he's he, got the ability, he's got the upside to get a superstar contract. Don't be fooled. He does. He has that. I mean, okay, this, that's a. He's a completely different player than Jose Ramirez, but he has that that kind of upside where he comes out of nowhere and ends up being a stud. Like different kinds of players. But remember Ramirez, nobody really talked about. Him. And then he had one good year, kind of like Soler's last year, and then he just took off the last couple of years. I mean, yeah. Soler's got that kind of upside with with this with the power and the way he 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 hits the ball so hard. Oh yeah. Him and Mondesi, Mondesi is even harder, but. You know her and too, but um, that's a guy I'm very excited about seeing. So, Leia, were you ex- were you surprised about Brian Goodwin being let go? A little bit. Um, he he had such a terrible spring, which again I don't like to look into it. But at one point he was like one for twenty five, I think. Right, yeah. So he he did not hit at all. Um, I I think there may be some questions on how hard he actually hustles sometimes, yeah. which 
I think they're looking for guys who are, you know, looking to run hard every single play, yeah. dive around. I just I just don't think he fit what they're trying to do here exactly. He was supposed to be a guy who had some speed, but I, I don't know. I, I think they had some questions maybe about it, just his defense and his hitting, and they just decided it wasn't worth it anymore. So, again, I didn't understand it exactly by bringing in Lucas Duda and cutting the guy who you had control right, of right. for, I believe, three or four more years is what you had on a good one. Um, but apparently something about him they didn't think was going to pan out, so that's why they made the move. Is this 25-man roster better than last April's? If you look at it probably just on paper and you're looking at the names, you're probably going to say no, <laughs> but yeah. I, I believe it is. I do, too. I think it's markedly yeah. better. I think if someone who doesn't know a lot about these guys or hasn't done a lot of research on these guys just looked at this on paper you they know, laugh. from another city, they're like, I don't know who any of these people are. Right. But the way I'm looking at it right now compared to last year's, I think it's a better roster. I think it Definitely. is, too. I think the bullpen is tons better. I think that's going to be the biggest the biggest improvement this year on this ball club is going to be that bullpen. I really, I really am comfortable with this bullpen, Jake. I mean, when you start talking about your worst reliever out there being Tim Hill or Michael Enoa or um, you know some of these guys like that. I, I mean Kyle Zimmer. I mean you start looking at these guys as your fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, you know reliever types. You got a pretty solid bullpen. There's maybe not that superstar out there. There's not that Wade Davis, Greg Holland, you know Kelvin Herrera. You know there's not that Craig Kimbrell, obviously that kind of stuff. But I think we got some pretty solid arms out there. You I know? think so, too. And compared to, like, last year's bullpen that we started the year with, you had Herrera in the closer spot. But, who? I mean, you had Justin Grimm and Blaine Boyer and guys, Brandon Maurer. Those were the Ugh. guys you were hoping to rely to on in the back that, of the Jake? pen. Ugh. I mean, this this you've got a lot of proven major league pitchers. The bullpen is pitchers. a slam dunk better Absolutely. than last year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the rotation could end up being better, I, I think. Oh, I think it probably will be, especially if Duffy can come back. Um, and have a decent year, and I'm, I'm expecting more like 125 innings. But if he can give us 125 good innings, I'll take it at this point with a guy that's probably going to miss at least a month. All right, Jake, let's get to our awards, and then I've got some questions for this. Um, hey, we're almost an hour. <laughs> we're making it. We're going to go over an hour today. Probably not going to make an hour and a half, but we'll make it over an hour. All right, Jake, Royals player of the year. On the count of three, we'll both say it. One, two, three, Montessi. With Merrifield. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I've got Mondesi and you've got Merrifield. I already laid down my numbers. 25 home runs, 60 stolen bases for Mondesi. D- Jake, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and lay down some more bold predictions here. You, you like these <laughs> fire do. hot takes, don't you, <laughs> that you get on here. Another bold prediction. By the way, I didn't tell you, by the way, we have a mutual friend, CJ, who plays uh-huh. fantasy baseball, who's a professional that sells his picks. He has Mondesi as a top eight overall fantasy baseball pick and thinks he's going to be the best infielder in baseball this year for fantasy baseball purposes, by the way. Just FYI. So oh, that's good there's some know. more praise for Mondesi. <laughs> um, so Mondesi, I've got him, Jake, as an American League, don't laugh, dark horse MVP candidate. Your Ooh. thoughts? <laughs> I love am, it. Am I drinking the Kool-Aid too much? Am I spiking the Kool-Aid a little bit much? Do I need to calm down a little bit? Uh, maybe, but I, I like I like where you're going with it. So continue. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I just see it. I see the tw- I, I see the 25 home runs. I see 60 stolen bases. I see a kid that's going to keep getting better and better. He's learned to adjust to what the pitchers are doing. He's obsessed with video now. In the past, he wasn't all into that. He's, he's prepared now to play every day, and he wants to watch the video. He's obsessed with watching film. Even in spring training, he wants to know what the pitchers are doing to him. I just think this guy's turning into, we call him in basketball, a gym rat. I think he's a, a, a what do they call him, a dirt rat? I don't know what you'd call him, but I think he's turning into a really a baseball rat, and I, I think he's going to be a superstar. I really think this is the guy that's the next superstar for the Royals and maybe the next superstar in the American League. I really believe that. 
I, I mean, and I think so too. And I think his confidence level too. Just, just you can see even down at in spring training the way he's carrying himself yeah. this spring. He just looks like a confident guy who just knows he's good. I wish they would have gotten a contract done this spring. By I the know. way, same here. I'm, I'm afraid after the year he may have. Yeah, because at that point <laughs> it's probably not happening. How about tell me about what Merrifield this year? So I I kind of went on about it earlier, but I think Witt is highly motivated because he was an All Star snub last year. I think he's highly motivated because he's got so many fast guys around him, and he right. still wants to steal as many bases as them. That's as not true, more. actually. That's true. And he was so close to 200 hits last year. I believe he had, I believe it was 192. Is that yeah, what he I was that's at? Right. Yeah, I think it was 192. I can look it up here. Real I quick. think this year he's going to get talking, Jake. So, anyways, I'm just saying. I think this year with him hitting leadoff every day, I think he's going to go for the 200 hit mark. I think he has a chance to lead Major League Baseball again in hits, and I think he's going to steal 50 bags this year. 50, I like yep. it. Hits last year, you ask, and I answer. He had 192, Jake. Yep, and what, was it 45 steals? 45, yep. good job, so Jake. So that, that's just five more. He can do that, but no problem. I'm not going to be impressed until he tell me how many walks he had. Uh, 61 walks, <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, well, that's so, a good number, too. Yeah, next, <laughs> next category, I'm going to throw some more fire here. Pitcher of the year on the count of three. One, two, three, Jake, Jake Junis. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. You agree with me. Okay. Jake, one thing about him, remarkably consistent in ERA, 4-3-0 the first year, 4-3-7 last year. Um, you know, 177 innings last year. That's pretty good. I see him taking a step, pushing 190 innings this year, and I see a 3-9 ERA in the cards. I like the fact that he's working on a, on a changeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much of that you saw in spring, but I know he's working on the changeup a lot, and he's getting a lot more comfortable with it, him and Cal working on that. Uh, just a guy, Jake, if he can just keep the ball in the ballpark, there's the strikeout games. That <laughs> slider is filthy. There's, you know, his, his thing is walks and home runs, obviously, yep. and, and that's how it is with most pitchers. Um, but if he gets either of those things under control, because you know, I can live with a couple solo home runs a game if you're not yeah. walking anybody. Um, you know, because he can strike guys out. He's pretty durable. I mean, what are your thoughts on Junis? Yeah, the home runs are, are what killed him last year, but I, I agree. I think he can push that innings limit up to, you know, 190. Bordering 200 with yeah, a perfect ab- world. Absolutely, because I, I think, you know, it seemed like in the spring he was working on his command a lot, commanding his pitches, throwing more strikes. seemed like he was working on that more than anything, and I, I think if that carries over, I think that could help him go more innings for this team, and he's – Get another guy. I just love the confidence he carries on the mound. Yeah. He could be given give, given up eight runs or be throwing a perfect game, and he would have the same expression on yeah, his face. That's true. He's Nothing tough. affects him at all, and I love that. And that's exactly what you got to have as a starter. You like so, him because his name is Jake. Let's. Be I do. Honest. I love his name. That's why. love his name. But I, I'm excited about him, and I still love that slider he throws. On the count of three, comeback player of the year. One, two, three. Ian Kennedy or Hisler. You didn't do it in the count of three. <laughs> nice job, Jake. Jorge Soler, Ian Kennedy. I like it. Let me talk about Ian Kennedy. This is me throwing a dart and hoping for the best because I'm an Ian Kennedy apologist. I, I like the guy a lot. Um, I'm excited to see how his stuff plays up. We talked about that earlier out of the pen um, in shorter bursts. Um, uh, so just kind of a guy. I mean, he didn't really have a very good year last year. I see him having you know, a guy that comes out of the bullpen. I'm not going to predict save amounts or anything, but I see him as, as a consistent fireman type out of the pen that can get you an upper two um, ERA. Your thoughts on uh, Soler? So Soler, you know, I know he was he was having a fine season before he got hurt, but you know, I'm expecting him to stay healthy this year, and we're finally going to see what he can actually do. God, I hope so. Throughout the year, I think he's going to hit over 25 homers this year. Ooh. And I think you know, I think he can hit you know between 270 and 280. I think that's where he was around last year. What's that year. OPS going to be? Is it going to be up upward of 850? I think so. All right, yeah. I like it when you talk like that. <laughs> uh, and the on base percentage. I mean, yeah, I think I think he's. 
Now that he's, if he felt like he was really getting it together last year, was seeing a lot more pitches and taking walks. You know, they, I think that'll that, continue. That's a guy I should be thinking more about, Jake. I'm glad you pointed him out because I'm really excited about the athleticism and speed. I've been thinking a lot about the nine one two, right? The Hamilton, the Mondesi, and the Merrifield. Um, you know, but Solera, a, a guy in O'Hearn for that matter, that are really some high upside players that are still young enough. I mean, Solera's still you know south of thirty. He's still the right area, and O'Hearn, of course, is, as well. Dozier. I mean, there's there some exciting hitters on this and players on this in this offense, right? I mean, there's it's not just speed to be excited about. We've got gap guys, we've got home run guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. I and, and I think also having that speed at the top of the order is going to get these guys more fastballs. Yep. They're going to get more pitches to hit, and they're going to have guys on base to drive in. It's going to elevate their numbers. So I think you've got a lot of gap guys right there in the middle of the order. I don't. You know, I I think Gordon's probably the one I'd have the biggest question on hitting in the three hole, but I have confidence in Solaire and in O'Hearn and Dozier hitting in that middle of the order. Uh-huh. I think they can cause some damage. I think so too. Where where's Duda gonna hit when he plays? <laughs> Six question. or seven hole. I, I would hope so. I would hope they would not move him up further than that. I'm sure Ned'll probably get in his whatever his lefty righty matchups yeah, yeah. get him to. Yeah. I'm sure he's gonna continue to try to do that flip flop, but I would guess probably six or seven would be where I'd expect him. All right. Well, I got about 12 questions to ask you as we wrap it up here. Um, one of them you already kind of talked about. Um, but Jorge Soler, 27 years old this year. I asked you the exact same question last year. Are you buying or selling with this guy? Will he stay healthy? And you already answered that. You said he will <laughs> stay healthy. He'll hit 25 home yep. runs. So we'll move on from that. Another one about Soler. What percent of the time will he be in right field versus DHing? Give me a 70-30, 60-40, 50-50. Give me a, a percent slit, uh, split of right field versus DHing. I'm going to say that he will be DHing 60% of the time and right field 40%. 60-40, okay. Um, I think There's what, always going to be injuries from somebody too. So when we talk about platooning, somebody will get hurt out of the six guys or you know have a hamstring pull or a groin pull or oblique you know, or whatever. It always happens to all teams. And I think so. they just have so much focus this year on the defense being good that they are not going to want him out there too much. I think they still want to get him out there you know, half the week, right. but I think they like the idea of having Merrifield or someone else out there who can actually play. Who do we see in Kansas City first, Brett Phillips or Jorge Bonifacio? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to say Brett Phillips just because I feel like since the he's got some team, speed, yeah. yeah, and he can play defense, that that's going to be needed more since you know you already have guys like Bonifacio. You have like Frank Schwindel and Lucas Duda already on the bench. Yeah, I feel like bringing up another guy who can't really play defense and right. just hits. I I just don't see it at least the first half of the year. Phillips, man, that cannon out there. He's got if he a could just cannon. figure something out with the bat, I, yeah. he could be such a good player. Oh, he, he could really be a good player. Um, okay, let's do some over-unders here. Over, I think he might have already said this, but no, maybe he didn't. Over, under, 55 stolen bases, Billy Hamilton. <laughs> the big, which basically I'm asking you is he, is he going to get on base is what I'm asking you. Oh, man. Is he going to get on base <laughs> and stay healthy? 55, over, under, out of the nine hole most likely is where he'll open the year. Let's take the under and say that he steals around 50. Under 55? Yeah. Over under 55, Whit Merrifield. <laughs> Gosh, 55 is such a large number. I, I feel like I should take the under, but I feel like he's really going to want to compete with Mondesi on these. Yeah, they're both probably about five. Yeah. Over under should probably be like, really it should be. Well, I'll, it, I'll say under on Whit too. I'll I'm making it. these lines up, by the way. These aren't Vegas okay. lines. The Vegas <laughs> line's probably more like 46 and a half, I bet. Yeah. Or something like that. I, I think Whit can steal 50, though. I think he's going to be right around that 50 mark. Over under 20 and a half home runs for Mr. O'Hearn. 
Hmm. I mean, we know he hit what twelve last year in forty four games. Yeah. But you got to remember, he's not going to be facing he's too not, many lefties no. this year, and the league's going to pay attention to him this year. And I'm going to a little bit of a yeah. scouting report on him now. I'm going to take I'm going to take the under. Um, I I think O'Hearn. I still like him as a gap guy. And I think he could have a really good season, and I'm expecting him to. But I think guys will figure some things out, keep him in the park a little bit more, and with Kaufman, what's he going to have? Like 18? I'll say that he has 17 homers. As well. I'm going to go over on that 20 and a half. Oh, I like it. I'm going north of that. I'm going to take 24 <laughs> for Big Rhino. 24 home runs for O'Hearn. You hater, Jake. You're a Royals hater. <laughs> I'll say over on one of these. <laughs> All right. Um, Hunter Dozier, over under 18 and a half home runs. Over. I'm, wow. I'm all in on Hunter Dozier this year. Well, give me a number. <laughs> I think he's going to hit over 20. I, I really do. I, th- I think power, he's going to show people that he is – I don't know if he's going to hit for average, but I think he's got some pop. I think him being in the lineup every day, I'm going to say he'll hit 23 this year. I like it. I like it. Hey, if you if you and I are both right, on, if I'm right on O'Hearn and you're right on Dozier, man, <laughs> I mean, all the order was Solaire in there if he stays healthy. Of course, if, 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 that's the beauty of spring training and opening day. How much of the season will Frank Schwindel spend in Kansas City? That's a really good question. I'm going to, it's going to be tough because I don't know who they're going to send down once the pitcher, you know, after this first couple weeks of the season. I feel like it could be him. There's, because Gore, they can't send down. Or I, don't think they, they, I was, I was thinking that earlier. He's a, he's on a. They have to. He's on a major league deal. It's a split deal, though, isn't or, it? Major minor. I don't know if they can. I don't know if they. That's the only concern. If they could, I would say absolutely. You should send Gore down instead of him. But I feel like he's going to be the prime candidate unless he just tears the cover off the ball the first in couple his, weeks. And his twenty which I, I, yeah, <laughs> which get. I really hope he does. But I don't know. I, I I'll say that he's going to be up for the first couple weeks probably back down but then he'll probably be back up in mid-summer i'll After say about ha- or i'll say or... about half the year half the year yeah okay um how about homer bailey is he going to be a classic sydney ponson hideo nomo <laughs> one of these former high price guys that come over at the very end um, who are some of the recent ones who am i forgetting um remember albi <laughs> lopez back in the day when he got released during a game at the metrodome who are some of the other guys jake we've had some of these other guys like that i'm trying to think who they are we've had more of them i'll think of them but <laughs> Homer Bailey, how how much of the year is he going to be up here? Um, is he going to make it the whole year, or is it just going to be a flash in the pan, or is he going to be Trevor Cahill and have like six outings or four outings, whatever it was? I, I think we're going to see him more than that, unless he gets hurt or something. But with the lack of depth of the starting rotation, and if somebody goes down, I feel like we may see more of Homer than we really want to. Okay. Although I I still though I don't think he's going to be. I think he could be fine. Can he keep an ERA under five? Uh, <laughs> or is that asking for too much? I mean, in our ballpark, it's it's doable, but it's hard to say that when he's been over six like the last three straight years before yeah, this. Yeah. Um, but maybe he's far enough away from the injury. Maybe he's got a chip now. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if he can keep it under, I mean, they'll they'll be putting him out there every day or every fifth day. Tell me about Brad Keller. We didn't talk much about him. Um, what will his ERA yeah. be at the end of the year? What's your what's your uh, expectation for Brad Keller? Um, you know, I I think. Some guys will figure him out a little bit this year. I think it's going to be kind of like Junis's second year, where he's going to have to adjust to some things. Right. Some guys are going to attack him earlier in the counts. That stiff was definitely, you yeah, know, was saying he should have had some negative regression coming, which never came last year. Yeah, because and he doesn't miss a lot of bats. Yeah, that's the the one thing that concerns me is he's not he's not a big strikeout guy. Um, he he relies on contact, and I think guys are going to start attacking him early in the counts. And you know, some nights that may work out really well for him, and some nights he may get lit up. So. 
I, I would expect his ERA to be more around the four mark, maybe in a little above the four mark, but I still think he's going to have three, some. Four, two. Yeah, I think he's going to have some really solid outings and give you seven, eight innings, some some outings. Um, what do you think his ultimate on, on, a, on a good pitching staff? Like, let's assume like two years from now, you've got the combination of two of the three or something of Coar and Lynch and and uh, you know Singer and some of these other guys. Where where is he fit in that? Is he like a number three or four? Is his I ceiling think so. ultimately? Yeah, I, I think he's really on a real, like on a real, on a real rotation. rotation. I think he's a three or four starter. Pro- probably three is his ceiling. Um, but you know he could come out and surprise us and have another really good year. See, we did there surprise Arizona <laughs> of all the relief pitchers signed this winter, and that can, you can even include Enoa okay. if you want. Who will have the biggest impact of the four main ones? Is it four or three? It's three, I guess. You can um, even count, oh, you can count Kyle Zimmer because he's a fourth because he was basically technically signed yeah. to a different deal. So really you got Zimmer, you know, I'm giving you Zimmer, you know, uh, Boxberger and uh, Diekman. So yeah, I'll I, I'll say Kyle Zimmer. Yeah, I, I just I he's I like more fan of one of those late inning guys. I I think he's going to turn into one of those late inning guys. Will if he, he can start stay one game this year at the major league level? Not unless we are doing the the Tampa okay. <laughs> the Tampa thing. Okay, fair enough. I think I think I think <laughs> yeah. you're right. I think that at this point they're so holding their breath and bubble wrapping him and hoping that they can get him to opening day, let alone through a season. You're probably right. There's no point in risking I, yeah. it. I really think though, if he can be a power arm in this bullpen and then you have the other guys that we signed, like Jake, Kennedy, we you, know, you know, Peralta. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think it could really help out and I mean this bullpen could be actually good. I mean, I really like Jake Diekman too. I didn't really talk about him at all earlier, but he is—he's a power lefty who, <laughs> big tall guy who is, throws downhill, throws strikes. Um, he's—he's he's a tough guy to hit. How about Brian Flynn? Are we going to see him at all this year, or is that ship sailed? We got him for Aaron Crow for the diehards <laughs> out there who remember that. I had a, yeah, I mean, I personally kind of given up on Brian Flynn. I feel like yeah. we never. I mean, we got some innings out of him here and there, yeah. but it's just a lot we of injuries. We still won that trade. Oh yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, um, but. I, I'm not counting on him to be really a big part of the pin. Give me a player in Arizona that really impressed you that hardly anybody is talking about. Somebody that maybe we haven't even mentioned yet on this uh, on this dish. Anybody stick out? Jake does not know these questions, by the way, ahead of time. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to say I'm not saying this guy's going to really help us out, and he's not a big prospect by any means. But um, actually, I'm going to give you two guys here. Okay. So I'm going to start with Humberto Artiega. Okay, I like. I, He'll, he we'll was see a him this hitting year, machine yeah. down there. I think he led the Cactus League in hits. I hope you say my boy here in a second. I hope you <laughs> and, say my other boy. I haven't told you who this is yet. And the other guy I'm going to say who I saw a lot of yeah. is, yeah. Eric, is it him? Eric Mejia. Not him, but he <laughs> but, plays a similar position. I like but, Mejia too. How about my boy Jackson Flores, Jake? I've been yeah, talking he, about him. He, he looked good, too. I love he that guy. I saw that cat last year at Northwest Arkansas. He reminds me of when I used to toot you know, Whit Merrifield's horn five years ago, and everyone laughed at me and said he wasn't a prospect, and I kept telling people, the way he plays the game. Flora is a similar player. He's balls to the wall. He's hustling out of the box. Mm-hmm. He's playing with passion, almost too much passion <laughs> at times. The guy loves playing baseball. The guy can hit. And I really think Jackson Flores, he's an athlete. I really think I really think he could be one of the biggest surprises of the minor league system this year. So I remember so. that. I like your Mejia though too. They're similar type players. I, I just Mejia looks like he looks like a good utility player to me. Well the Dodgers like scout the told me last year at the time of that trade, there were two managers in the Dodgers system that thought he he'd been at double A at that point. Mm-hmm. There were two guys at the time of the time they came over to the Royals that said he was major league ready at that point to be to be a utility player, not yeah, start. That's what I, I could see player. him like with this next wave as like the back the utility guy yeah. who's on the bench who or plays Flores, a couple days or a week. Yeah. They've got a few options there. Yeah they they're all impressive. They've got a few Irving Falus with more upside. Yeah, and then I mean, everyone's talking about this guy. But I'm just telling you, Cleo Lee is a superstar. 
<laughs> I love that guy, man. That's all, that's all I need to say. Yeah. We'll be he, diving he, into he, him wait, a lot you're more than Superstar? Years. I think so. Like you're talking like Mondesi. <laughs> I think I think so. Do you they, think he has those kind of tools? I don't know if I don't know if the bat is is quite at the level of what Mondesi's can be, but man, you the really guy, think he's gonna take he off got, this year. I just can't believe how fast he is. I know a lot some have him as a top hundred guy in baseball, so you <laughs> yeah. could easily be right on that. Um all right, give me someone in Arizona who might have disappointed you a bit this year. Somebody that maybe you weren't real thrilled with what you saw from them. Hmm. Let me see. Why do you think of that? I'll tell you we're brought to you by the parking spot. Just joking. We have no sponsors. <laughs> Nobody likes us. I'm just joking about that. I'm trying I'm trying to think of a guy who I who I was upset with. I mean, I was I was upset with Jorge Lopez's command. Yeah. <laughs> over over his last couple starts, especially with us getting close to the season. I was upset with Sam McWilliams, Jake, because I was hoping oh, yeah. that cat yeah, that at was six seven too. was you know, the way he throws. I, I was hoping they had something there. That disappointed me a little bit. And, and honestly, I was really disappointed with Brian Goodwin before we cut him too. Because I I was expecting him to be an everyday almost pretty much an everyday player on this team when yeah. when spring training started. I think everybody else was mostly yeah, but, too, since he didn't have options. Yeah. yeah. Um okay, last three. Unless I think of more. True or false, Alex Gordon will retire at the end of this year as a lifetime royal. True or false? <laughs> I hope it's true. If, if Me he too. Do, I mean, or I hope he signs one more year. Yeah, he has a good I, year I, and stays here. Agreed. Yeah. If if he had a good year, I, I would like to see that. You know, but and they could they could they could definitely have him one more year. I mean, besides Khalil Lee, there aren't. I mean. No, I'm got... still not, I'm still not buying the Bubba Starling hype. In fact, I'll have that as a question next. But <laughs> I'm still not buying the Starling hype. I mean, how many other outfielders? Matias is still a couple years away. You know, how many other stud outfielders are there really? And Blake yeah, Perkins they... is probably a couple years away. You know, some of these other guys they got yeah, still got to buy time with outfielders. So they could, they could definitely use Gordon for one more year. I mean, if we're signing Lucas Duda to DH, we could definitely use another yeah. year. Yeah, I I don't I don't think Gordon has interest in going to try to play for anyone else though. I, I don't think so either. I really don't. I think he's content. He's made tons of money. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think lives he's here year cont- round now, yeah. and I'm sure he's got a job waiting for him in the front office. Yeah, when absolutely. And I know he I know for a fact he doesn't want to travel, so he's not going to be doing a lot of not coaching anytime soon. Right. Um. All right. Now, Bubba Starling, true or false? He will make his major league debut in Kansas City in 2019. I think it's true. Keeping in mind he's not in the 40. Yeah, I think it is true. I think we'll see him second half of the year. Really? I, I think so. He had he'll, such a good. He'll have to stay healthy to do yeah, that. Yeah, he he does. I mean, it is a big if. He has to stay healthy. I know he had a monster spring. Um, but he, this has got to be it, right? This yeah, year. I think this is his chance. He's got basically what he has to. He has to not only since he had a good spring, he's got to tear it up and in AAA and force their hand. I think second, yeah, and stay healthy because that's been the other issue. Who gets up here first, knowing that the forty-man crunch? Who gets? Not that they can't jettison somebody pretty easily, but who gets up here first, Starling or Brett Phillips? Probably Phillips, just because I think. I mean, he's on the forty, and yeah. they probably will need his speed and glove. And I don't know why they wouldn't would. Although Starling move, is but, is a major league center fielder defensively, yes, he has been oh, for quite I, some and, time. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, he is he is a major league ready outfielder. It's just I I think they want to give him a chance if he has a good year. But he if he starts off the year struggles or gets hurt, I don't know if he'll ever get a chance. True or false? Does Martin Maldonado versus Salvador Perez do the Royals overall lose very much? How much does that affect their win loss record this year? 
I don't think it's much. That's not even a true or false. That was the worst I'll, question I'll, I've ever I'll asked go ahead in my and career. It, yeah. I had 20 years of radio here. That's I, the dumbest thing I've ever asked. <laughs> defensively, there's no no effect to me. Um, I mean, offensively, obviously, you're losing. You know, Salvi hits about 20, 20 to you're 25 homers 13, each year. Yeah, 20, 13 to 15, maybe. Yeah, so I, you're losing a little bit on offense, definitely. I mean, there, there's no question about that. You're, and I think you're losing a little bit with leadership in the clubhouse, but I think as far as but handling, he'll be around. A yeah, lot he'll too be around. For as leadership. far as handling a pitching staff, um, Maldonado can do that. If not, and defensively, he may even be better than Sagres. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a backbreaker. I think it I don't could think have been. So. Now, it, if they would have gone into the year with Gallagher and Valoria. Drew or something, <laughs> then yes, that would be a disaster. But not, I'm not talking bad about Gallagher, by the way. I think Gallagher is a fine major league backup catcher, and I think Agreed. he'll have a very nice career. But I, I can't see him ever playing every day. No, at the major league level. Um, I guess my last question. I can't think of anything else right now. <clears throat> tell me. I guess tell me the minor league guys you're most excited about. Other than you mentioned, obviously a couple of them already. You know, is it just the normal suspects? You know, give me some other names you're excited to see that are down in the minor leagues. How they do this year? Yeah, most of them. I mean, I I really like um, Kyle Isbell. I I do too. I think he has some serious power. I mean, some just. It, it's he makes it look actually. Easy I mentioned the I mean, there's not a lot of outfielders. I guess he's not really that far either. I mean, he's a college, college bat. I mean, yeah. if he continues to hit like he has, oh he could goodness. be a 2020 guy. Or, I mean, as far as tw- the year 2020, I'm saying. Yeah, he homered in one of the one of the major league games he was up in this year, and he's just got a smooth looking left handed swing. It's 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 a thing of beauty. Did it? you see much of, of Prado, Matias, Melendez, or or uh, Sebastian Rivero? I, I Xavier I mean, Fernandez. I, I, they weren't up with Major League Camp a lot. I saw we saw Melendez some early in the spring, and he, you know, looks like he he looks like he belongs. He's a guy who can definitely play. How good, how good are, is our catching? <laughs> oh, it's incredible! Good God, yeah. we have like I mean, Dayton likes to say it's it's harder mm-hmm. to find catchers than it is the quarterback in the NFL, and, and that could be true. I mean, but we got when Salvi gets back, he got two more years of Salvi, who's going to be playing for a contract, who's going to be more motivated than ever. It's his last payday. Yeah, hopefully it's with here, but who knows what will happen with that? Because then you've got Melendez. Yep. Who could be a who could be a perennial All Star catcher? Um, I'm not quite ready to say that of of Rivero and Fernandez yet, but they both could. Yeah. I mean, Xavier Fernandez is the guy nobody talks about. It. I mean, it would not shock me um, if he ends up having as good of a career as his other two guys, the, the Melendez and Rivero, that get more of the pub. I mean, yeah. you got those three, and, and you still have a damn fine backup and Gallagher under control for another four years. I mean. Jake, we're full of catching. I mean, that's that's one thing they will have a surplus of, and that that could be one thing that puts them. You know, think back to that Will Myers trade that that brought you know Shields and Davis over here, um, you know, and our Grinky trade or whatever. But I mean, that's that brought Kane and Escobar and stuff and Jeffress and whatever. But I, I think that's I think the catcher could down the line maybe be the key to this next championship run. You know, 2021, oh, 2022, yeah. when you're loading up in 2022, 23. Hopefully, competing every year from that point forward to win the division. I mean, that could be the kind of catcher you unload twenty twenty one or twenty two that could win you a World Series with the pieces you get back, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's exciting to see that that we're so loaded a catcher. I mean, it's 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 exciting. You've got a surplus of those guys, and again, I think I I think Melendez still just going to be a star. I think I'm so excited too. about him. I mean, too. Well, anything else you want to add that I haven't talked about um, before we sign off for the evening? I don't think I have anything else. I'm just uh, I'm excited to to see this team. I think they're a confident bunch. I think they're going to be more fun than people realize. Even Agreed. if they're not great, I think that they still are going to be ex- play exciting baseball because they're going to be so fast defensively, so fast on the base paths. And they've just it's it's not like last year's team where you got a lot of kind of 
random veteran guys it was in the not lineups. Fun. You knew going in it last was not year fun we weren't going to be good. You knew the bullpen was going to suck. You knew you had all these guys that were just there simply to flip at the deadline. You had yeah. John Jay and you had Duda and all these guys that they were just – I mean, last year they weren't trying to win. I mean, they couldn't really. I mean, because of the, no. the market they're in. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying they never expected to win last year, no matter what they say. I think that they do actually expect to compete this year, though. I really do believe that. I, I'm not sure that they think they're going to win the division if you ask them gun to their head, but I do think I do think the Royals brass expects for this to be an interesting season, and I think I think if you ask them gun to their head, they think 500 is a possibility. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think these guys are going to come out with the chip on their shoulder, and I think they're going to. I think they got a lot to prove. They think they do. And I'm excited. It's going to be it's, fun, Jake. I think it is too. We it, have a bullpen again. We have defense again. So, we have speed. So many guys with you know that you just you can see the potential there, and they may be able to hit it. Well, here's the best part. Remember all those years with Hosmer and Moose and and all that. You, you I mean, we had bad bad teams. So you're looking down. Mm-hmm. And all you're doing is following the minor leagues every night, which is what we did last year. But last year, you know, they were so far away, and and we hadn't yet drafted Lynch and Singer and and Coar and you know all these guys. You know, so I think the fact that this year, not only is our farm system much better than it was a year ago, we, we've got a, probably a number 16, 17, in my opinion, quality farm system, which will probably end up being top seven or eight this time next year with a number two pick this year. And if some of these guys have the kind of seasons we think they're going to have, maybe another trade or two at the deadline as well, this could be, uh, I would expect this to be a top 10 system at yeah. this time next year. Um, I'd be disappointed if it's not. But not only, Jake, this year do we have the farm system to follow, and they're getting closer. They're going to be Wilmington and Northwest Arkansas this year. So they're getting closer. Not only do we have mm-hmm. that farm system, but I actually think the big league team will be fun. So it's not just staring yeah. at the minor leagues. Like last year was hopeless, right, in the first half? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because you didn't was, have that good of a system. No, there was and you nothing didn't have any to watch. Studs yeah, there was nothing league. to be excited about. This year there's a lot to be excited about. Absolutely. Are you ready to join me uh, throughout the year on the dish here on Clubhouse Conversation? Oh, try to do most Sundays? Yep, that sounds good to me. So, yeah, and and, and short, hopefully you enjoyed this. Um, and, yeah, we'll be doing dishes most weeks on Sundays, Jake and I, throughout the year. And, of course, more current Royal interviews all year long, more former Royal interviews, got some umpires mixed in. Going to be a fun season of Royals baseball. Jake, thanks for joining us, and, uh, and thank you for listening. It's Davo and Jake Lutz signing off.